Hey, good morning, fuckers, and welcome to another day at the Daily BM. I have Mikey here with me. What's going on? Hey, everybody. What's happening? Ah, it's another day, sir. Another day. But before we jump right into today's subject, I thought I would just go ahead and say, don't forget to head over to Mad Picks. That's mad-picks.com. They have excellent pratico. <laughs> Basically, in a nutshell, it's... it's um, cucumbers mixture with jalapenos and everything man it's really good stuff if you haven't gotten it yet it's great on anything that you eat so head over to mad-picks.com that's m-a-d-p-i-c-k-s so with that let's continue so mike yes i woke up this morning with a stomach cramp okay i was i'm waiting for you to just joke with me and go oh so you have cramps i like totally gave you an end and you didn't you didn't take the low-hanging fruit for once yeah, 2024, my objective is to not take low-hanging fruits. I'm oh, no. Slide. So, guys, thanks for listening, and um, we'll see you guys on the flip side. <laughs> no more low-hanging fruit. I know, man. That's a, that's a, that's going to take away some of the slapstickness of you. Oh, I'll still zing you here and there. Oh, okay, I was going to say, you got to at least fucking zing but me, man. I mean, damn. Every once in a while. Every, every once in a while. So I was seeing where the story was going to develop before I struck. <laughs> like you do off, everything. Starting off with cramps isn't, you know, isn't oh, yeah, see, necessarily would... the best, the best comedic punchline. Well, so I'm waiting to see what oh, it evolves okay. into. <laughs> so, all right. Well, moving on to, to, to topic number one. Did you see um, the lady that attached herself to the uh, hood of a car and got drove down the street in L.A.? I did. Oh, so you did see it. I saw yeah. I saw that briefly on, on um, social. You know, I didn't even know that dog napping is like a big thing. Like people oh, it's huge. stealing dogs. Huge. I, I, I mean, I guess because dogs are so – I didn't even know. Like, for instance, this lady had a French it's bulldog. And you own one, bre- right? Certain breeds of dogs. Yes, I do. Yeah, you own, you own a French bulldog. So yes. I, I was surprised what those dogs go for i mean shit three grand is the starting Mm -hmm. for a french and and the only thing i can think of is you know i guess explain to me because i have no idea i mean you've bought from breeders before have you not yeah that's all the only way i buy my dogs okay so if you're going to a breeder what are things to like look for when you go to a breeder, like, so do you just walk in and go, Hey, I want a French bulldog or, you know, there's their papers involved. I mean, how's that all work? Um, well with dogs, you can get uh AKC or CKC certified, which AKC is American kennel club. Mm-hmm. Uh, CKC is a Canadian kennel club. Okay. AKC is a little bit higher work or a guard. They have a little stricter standards than CKC. Mm-hmm. Um, typically when you go to a breeder, what you want to look for is how they're, if you're looking for a show quality dog, um, you're looking at what their bloodline is, like how how their parents have performed in the past, how how close they meet to breed standards. Um, I just picked reputable breeders that you know don't overbreed their dogs. They're not running what's called like a puppy mill because there are breeders out there that run puppy mills, which basically they just churn and burn dogs. You know. Um, and let they me, dispose let me, let, of the they dispose of the adults when they get to the point where they can't have kids. Uh, so you're mentioning pup, you're mentioning puppy meals, puppy meals, puppy mills. Puppy mills. 
Yeah. How do you know if you're getting a puppy mill dog or not? I mean, is there, I mean, cause I'm not a, I'm a, let's just consider I'm like a newbie going into this game. How would I identify that's a puppy mill? If you go over to their house and like all their dogs are in crates, um, okay. like kind of locked up and they, they don't, they you know the, 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 um, the moms have like very low dragging like nipples. Um, <laughs> wait, what? Because yeah, the female dogs, the bitches as they call them. Oh the, really? The, they the, call the them, they actually call them bitches. Yeah. Yeah. Female dogs, a bitch. That's that's where the term term came from. Right. So a bitch is a female dog. So that's, that's basically if the bitches have, uh, you know, if they just look like they've been overbred, if they don't look like they're super healthy, they're not super socialized. Um, you can sometimes tell by the smell when you walk in, if it smells bad, like I've been to a couple people's houses that have had, uh, their quote unquote breeders. And when right. you walk in, um, there's like a stench that hits you, like not cleanliness. Uh, hmm. Most of it's reputation though. Like if you're looking for a specialty breed, just research the breeder, you okay. know, look, you got to be real careful about scam breeders too. Um, that are like stealing other breeders photos of their championship line dogs and saying that they're their dogs and then selling you another dog. That's not from that wow. champion line. That happens. And then, yeah, uh, where you run into problems if that is like if they don't have paperwork, um, if they can't produce paperwork, like AKC paperwork or CKC paperwork, then you kind of know that they may not be 100% legit. Um, and then it's just how healthy the dogs look and how healthy they are and how how when you talk to somebody, you can tell if they're passionate or not about their animals. Like right. good Like good breeders are really passionate about their animals. They want to make sure they go to a good home breeders that are just in for the money. They don't care. They're, you know, um, churn and burn, just churn and burn. Right. Craig, like, you know, I'd avoid like the Craigslist puppies because you're probably going to get a mixed breed or you're going to get something that you're not expecting. And if the deal sounds too good to be true, it probably is. Like if you're looking at most Frenchies, you know, I'd like to say they probably start off around 2,500 and go up from there. Mm -hmm. Puppy. Um, if you're getting a Frenchie that's like 500 bucks off Craigslist, it's probably some type of mix or could be even a stolen dog. I mean, at that point, um, so I just be very, very leery, make sure that the animal comes with a health certificate, which means that the vets have signed off on it. Um, in this day and age, you can forge that kind of stuff too, though. So you got to be very careful. It all comes down to just finding reputable breeders with the dogs. Um, any animal, not just dog, it's any animal that you buy, any type of any type of animal or livestock. You want to make sure that who you're buying from is a reputable person. So you've you researched. Homework. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So you're talking about research. Do you actually research? Uh, like, what, where, where are some of the places that you look to go research? Like, well, like Facebook, if they have a Facebook page, like right. you look at the people that follow them and their Facebook page and the, you see the other owners, you see if they have the people that are legitimate, um, you see if they have like comments turned off or complaints. Ah. Um, you can talk to other breeders and say, hey, do you know anything about this person? And if they're because it's usually a pretty tight knit group of people that breed specific breeds. Mm hmm. Like everybody kind of knows everybody in the dog world as far as breeders go. Now I'm not a breeder, so I don't, I'm not in that world, but I do right. know a couple of breeders. Um, I mean, like we've traveled to Miami to pick up our Chinese crested, you know, right. and she's champion, she's championship line, AKC. 
Uh, and the guy, the guy that we got her from, he's freaking awesome. Um, right. The lady that we got our Frenchie from, you know, they, they were very passionate about their dogs. Uh, they ask us like a lot of questions before they would even let us see the dogs. Now I feel um, like you actually. Uh, I think you. Were, I recall back this is about a couple months ago. You were telling me a story, so you can kind of touch on it again um, about you, when you were on Facebook. You noticed that a breeder was getting duplicated. Yeah. So the guy that we bought the Chinese crested from, he showed he right. shared a page with us of this other gentleman that's literally stealing all of his photographs. Okay. Of his dogs and not even changing their names, just cropping the photos to where it doesn't have um, the guy that owns the dog's head in it. And then right. he's like rewording and saying, you know, like me and the dog's name's Candy. Like, here's Candy and I having, you know, a great day out of the park, you know, learning like whatever's in the video, like he's narrating it. And he's literally posting up, copying the pictures of the dogs they have for sale and saying, you know, freshly available, even though on the main page, that dog's already reserved. Like, it's they're just showing like how pretty their litter is um, of, of puppies. But the dog's already sold. They're just showing what they're breeding so you can get on the waiting list. A lot of good breeders have waiting lists. Um, this guy's like, hey, this dog's available. And then the comments are turned off. So you know <laughs> there's something sketchy yeah, going on. Because um, it's like, you know, DM me for more information. So people are like, oh, my God, I want that dog. And then what's happening is, is obviously it's a bait and switch. When you get there, he's showing you a dog that looks kind of similar but not the same. You know, and he's like, oh, yeah, he's just like, you know, matured and his spots have changed a little bit. This that photo is like two weeks old. This is him now, you know, and some people are willing to buy it because, you know, the price is right. And they're like, oh, my God, I'm getting this dog. And then, you know, they end up having a dog with a bunch of health problems or not not bred correctly or inbred. And it's a uh, it's just a wild, you know, situation. But, yeah, they've reported it to Facebook and Facebook's done nothing about it at all. You know, I think that's typical though with anything on social media. It's like they're quick to pull the trigger on, you know, something political or whatever, you know, that doesn't agree with their agenda, I would assume. Yeah. But um but when it comes to like the basic functions of watching out for things like that, it takes forever for them to do mm -hmm. anything. Um, you know, is yeah. so you know, so basically it's a big business then across the country. I mean, maybe even the world as far as animal breeding itself, you know, as far as dogs and cats and things like that. Well, it's huge, especially if you're going with designer breeds, you know, right. if you're looking at designer breeds, like what a French bulldog is, um, there's big money in Frenchies. I mean, there's Frenchies out there that are a hundred thousand dollars for a puppy, you know, I'm just blown away that people would pay a hundred K for a dog. I mean, I mean for each his own, I guess, but I'm just like blown yeah. away by the numbers. I, when I was researching it, I was, the numbers were staggering on like these different breeds of dogs and what they go for. And I was like, yep. man, this is really a big business. So I can see where, you know, people, and you know, it's not just the dog. Like if you go to these dog shows, mm -hmm. they spend hundreds of thousands of dollars. I mean, one of the dogs that we were talking to, they have their own handler. That's a full-time job. The person makes like 60 grand a year just to train their dog and handle the dog and to travel to all the different shows to show the dog for the owner. Like the owner doesn't even go like their job is to go to shows with the dog and win shows with the dog. And that's their full-time job. That's what they do. They work with this dog 
all the time and they travel around the country to all these different dog events and it's all about prestige you know for the for the owner of the dog because it still goes you know the owner's name's named it's like whoever the dog is the owner and then it's handled by whoever the handler is so it's huge business huge and the products that you buy for your dogs and the stuff that you do and the grooming and the man care and the maintenance and you know it's a lot but i mean it's like anything like it's just a, it's somebody's hobby you know everybody has different hobbies and it's just a hobby and it's how much money do you want to invest in the hobby yeah you know, i guess you know in, in, in like you said you know they're getting some of these guys are getting 60 70 100k you know doing it or more, it, or, or, more. Or, or more yeah depending on who they align themselves up with so how, what, yeah what maybe starts as a hobby turns into a full on blown career, you know? Well, no, I'm saying it's a hobby for the, for the owners. Oh, for the owners. Oh, okay. I, I'm, no, no, sorry, no, I not, all the, not, not all, not all the auxiliary stuff. Cause that's all business that goes into it. Okay. It's for the owners, you know, the owners that like, you know, cause you have dietitians for your dogs that get the perfect meal plan. So they have the perfect coat and the perfect everything, you know, the groomers, the whole nine yards, but it's, it's just, it's just basically like somebody, people like it and they, then they start investing money in it and then it becomes a, you know, a hobby. And then it becomes, you start running ribbons and awards. I mean, they do with everything. They do with like all sorts of animals. You know, it's just crazy when you look at it though, it's kind of like, um, you look at like dogs and, and things like that in these dog shows, you know, I always say you always watch the dog show, you know, I think it, what is it? Right. It was around Super Bowl. Or something like that. No, no, no. It's on Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving Day, the Westminster. That's right. Yeah, right. It's the Westminster. Right out, it's right out. Yeah, right after the Macy's Day's Parade yeah, every year. The Westminster. I was trying to remember what major event it was, but you're right. It's on Thanksgiving Day, and then it's right after it. But you don't realize how much of that hard work goes into that one show. You know what I mean? Like the dog, the training, the the dietitian, like you said, for the animal. I mean, it's it's almost like like an NFL athlete. I mean, oh, if you really are. think about it, because, no, they they, they, you know, you don't see all the hard work they're putting into the gym, you know, the, the game film, all that kind of stuff, you know, the and grooming, then, yeah, the grooming, yeah, just the grooming alone. Yeah, I mean, all it goes it. into it. It's crazy. Absolutely nuts to me. And I mean, yeah. I know we talked about dogs today, you know, for a long, from pretty much 80% of the show, but I was just like sitting there thinking about this when this lady's like jumping on the hood of the car for this dog. I'm like, why wouldn't you just, I mean, I get it, it's your pet, but. You're risking dying over this dog, but then I'm like, going to, you know, you don't know. I, I mean, will for- tell you right now, if someone comes to try to take my French bulldog, I will kill them a thousand times over. Like, and I wouldn't think twice about it. I would choose my dog's life over a human's life 100%. Wow. Well. 100%. First of all, how human are you if you're going to go stealing anyway in the first place and stealing yeah. an animal from somebody? You know, because that's a family member. That's like stealing a kid. <laughs> You know, especially to an animal um, lover's world, you know? Yeah. I mean, you saw me the other night, like when I got upset when that one in that show, the creator, when the one army guy picked up the dog and was threatening <laughs> to shoot the dog in front of the little kid, you know, I'm yep. like, you're like, like, what an mother- asshole. I was, like, I was like, that motherfucker <laughs> needs to die. I don't care yeah. if he's a good guy, bad guy or indifferent. You get to that point, you're a giant piece of shit and you need to be off the planet. I think your style. exact words were, I hope that bitch dies next scene. <laughs> yeah. Then, then he died, didn't he? He got killed, didn't he? I eventually. Think he got, yeah, I think he eventually got killed. He, he, got, like, blown, he, got, he got blown up. <laughs> um, in, the, in the movie. But yeah, so like, I mean, that's your pet, dude. That's like, uh, like for a lot of people, you're closer to your animals than you are your relatives. In reality, because your animal's there every day for you. You spend, you know, you spend countless hours with it. You spend, like, they're your kids, you know, or your whatever. I always used to struggle 
back in the day with people because they were so close to their animals. You know, I was like, Jesus Christ, guys, it's just a cat or dude, it's just a dog. You know, I'd sit there and just make fun of them in my head all the time because I hadn't had I hadn't owned an animal. Shoot. In probably 10 years. Yeah, I I just couldn't imagine like having this attachment to something like that. That's an animal that's with you only 10 to 12 years anyway. You know what I mean? And then, of course, and then, of course, I went and got Jasper at the SBCA. You know what I mean? And you, you, you know me, man. And I was just like. Man, anybody fucks with my cat, you know, it's game on. You know what I mean? Because I love that damn cat. He's a pain in my ass, but I love that damn thing, you know? So it was like, you know, I get it. But anywho. Yeah, dog snatching is a big deal. I mean, I've had sometimes, I've had had some people slow down, like when my dog's been out running around. um, And it makes me real sketchy, like, you know, they'll like, that's why I'm like out there with my animals. Like I don't just leave them loose in the yard. Well, you now have, I'm, you, I don't you want have people two breeded up. good breed dogs right now. You have you have the Frenchie, which is which is uh yeah, I have a French bulldog and I have a Chinese crested. Yeah, right. they're both they're both they're both good dogs. They're both good. Uh, I mean AKC. They're both good good bred dogs. Now, are you um, planning on doing any type of competition with them as well? Or we were no not with not with Louie, not the Frenchie, but we were talking about doing some stuff with uh, Luna, our Chinese crested, right? Because the breeder that we got her from, he actually wants to show her, like take her for a couple of six weeks and put her on the show, like a show, tr- like a show route. So, um, so you've been kicking around we, that idea. We wouldn't, yeah. So we've been playing around that idea, but, um, I don't know. It's, uh, it's a lot of work for the dog. Yeah. So you almost, you, you, so you, more you, show dogs are less there. I'm not, this uh, it's kind of not the right words, but there's a fine line between being like a pet and a show dog because you have to do, you have to, especially with the long haired Chinese, like Chinese crested, like the, the uh, powder puffs like we have, because you have to maintain their coat to such high standards. Right. Um, you cannot let them get too messed up. Like right now, like we can't show Luna because we have to shave her coat. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, cause she had too many mats just by, and all it was was just going out in the yard and running and tussling with Louie and getting rolled up and her hair getting wet and getting little nat- little mats in it. Right. And then not being able to work those mats out because they get really, really tight. Yeah, because she's got that long hair. Yeah. Yep. So. Because she doesn't have fur, um, right? She has hair. Yeah, she has hair. Yeah, I was going to say, because there's a big difference between I don't know. fur, fur I don't, and hair. I mean, I, I, honestly, I don't know the difference on that. On fur and hair? Yeah. I don't know if they have a. Let me look that up real quick. Like for instance, Uh, my cat, he's got, he's got fur. You see what I'm saying? So fur, I always found that fur is harder to take care of than, I mean, in some ways because they shed more and and it's more noticeable. It balls up in the big balls, you know, fur and goes like dust bunnies almost, you know? And then you got like the hair, like my old dog that I used to have 10 years ago, he had hair. So I very rarely would see it until I swept. You know what I mean? Or something like that on the hard floor. Uh, you know, and then on carpet, obviously you vacuum it up, you see it in the bag. But on fur, you can see it plain as day. <laughs> like on on our tile. So <laughs> so Google says uh hair and fur are chemically indistinguishable. They have the exact same chemical compositions. So the words are interchangeable. Yeah, but I mean the, the only the only difference is um the people the only the only Definition, not definition, but the only uh, what's the word I'm looking for? 
basically the only thing that may distinguishes them people have a tendency that on animals that have like long fur to call it hair and short hair to call it fur hmm. but chemically and structurally they're indistinguishably they're not different at all like they're just the length is what's different yeah then maybe that's it because you know my cat's got short hair you know what I mean? or short fur however you want hair. to say it yeah, short hair. hair short hair so that's probably well at least they got hair because i only have it on my face i don't have it on, i don't have any on my head so and when i do have it i look like larry from the three stooges but anyway if yeah, i let it grow long uh, so anyway anyway guys we're about uh, out of t- wait you got something you want to add uh, I was going to say my cats are all hairless, so I yeah. hairless cats. I was going to say, so, you, you got guys hairless walking around. furless. You got, you got cats walking around naked all the time, See, man. Yeah. <laughs> See, which is funny because which is funny because they're not called furless cats, even though most cats would technically, by your standards, have fur. Yeah, they're called They're hairless. called hairless cats because yeah. they have no hair. Because <laughs> hair, I guess hair and fur are the same thing. Yeah. Well, there that's you go. There you have it. I was educated today. Mike educated me. There's hardly any difference. They have the same compositional makeup that he learned from Google himself. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, listen, um, we're about out of time for today's episode. So we're going to go ahead and get you out of here. Don't forget to head over to the dailybm.com where you can follow all of our socials. That's all our socials. And um, we also have some other stuff there too, as well, that you can look at. Mikey, got anything before we get out of here? I think as a follow up episode, maybe we should do a little bit of research into how to keep your animal safe and maybe give a couple pointers on the next episode. I like that. That might be a good wrap up. I um, think that sounds great. Probably We probably should have show prepped it for this one, but we'll do it next time. There you go. So we'll catch you guys on the flip side. Have a good one. Deuces.